season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Hello, football faithful, and welcome back to another episode of the Double Doink Podcast. My name is Brendan Deek. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. We would greatly appreciate it. You can also rate the podcast and review the podcast wherever you do listen to your podcast. would also be greatly appreciated. Week 14 is in the books. I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Eric Warren, coming off coaching a tournament this weekend. Warrenzy, how we doing? Not bad, not bad. Weekend was good. Lost in the semis, which was unfortunate, but it was a good weekend down in Niagara Falls. It's always did good you, atmosphere. Did you go see the falls? We were downtown uh, for the Friday night. We did some axe throwing as a team. Okay. <laughs> it was pretty Love fun, it. yeah. There it is. How did you do in the axe throwing? I lost in the quarterfinals of that. You guys had like a little fun. tournament going? Yeah. like all <laughs> Tournament the, in the tournament. All the players, all the parents. It was actually pretty fun. It was actually pretty competitive. I've never done it before. It's something I've wanted to do. I went into it with kind of low expectations, but I had a great time, to be honest. It was, it's also harder than it looks. The axes are heavy, I heard. Like, yeah. they're, they're like, you, you don't go into it thinking you got to put a lot of muscle into it. Yeah. Like, it, it, took, a, it took everybody a couple practices yep. to kind of get the what's it called the technique juice is flowing no the technique, technique down okay. yeah it's not gotcha. as not as easy as it looks but it was fun okay a little uh some uh, housekeeping before we uh, get started i want to give a big congratulations to the winnipeg blue bombers on winning a, a great cup back-to-back years shout out to them it's a great game i watched uh watch majority of it yesterday had it on one of the tvs cfl is a league that everyone should if you haven't already if you're canadian i'm sure you have tuned into it but if you're american um, it, it's it's good football, and uh, there are some changes apparently coming to this league. Have you heard Is about there? this? Apparently, four downs. They're talking about bringing it to four downs instead of three. That would get me so you, much more on board. You think so? You think? I think that the fourth down, the four downs, is everything because what's everybody's least favorite play in football is a punt. Yeah, there's way too many punts That's in the true. CFL. I mean, my mom, my dad were having this debate yesterday. My mom says it would kind of ruin the league. My dad says it's a good rule. I'm on the fence because. Like it's it, it makes it different, but there's not enough offense in this league. And I think even if you talk to people around the league, they do agree that. But there's many different reasons for that. It could be lack of talent. It could be like weather. There's so many different ways. Adding a fourth down, I think, is really really risky. Like you could be pissing some people you off. All your history. Yeah, like, that's about, what I'm thinking. Like it's a risky move. Everything we say about the CFL to remember, it means. A hundred times more to the people out west. Yeah, anything west of Ontario. And Hamilton, like Hamilton's got yeah, a sub, they've got a fan guess, base as well. I should say west of Toronto. Basically, so. not Toronto. Toronto's yeah. the only city that doesn't have like a fan base for it. West of Toronto, it's their lives. Yeah. So we should ask what they think. Yeah. Whatever they think well, is should. Be I was on Twitter, like so. Dave Naylor, he's a TSN guy, right for CFL. He tweeted like there was people talking about it, and the replies were like, "Don't do it." Like they're not as happy. Wonder, so that's that's also just Twitter. We again, that's. Two percent of the people, but I wonder if they're kind of trying to get the feeler out there. Yeah, that's a good because point. 
there, there were those rumors of them trying to be in a feeder league for the NFL. I think Toronto's the one pushing that. Yeah. So it's kind of a double-edged sword because the CFL needs Toronto and their population to help the league. But Toronto has a tough time selling the Argos when yeah. you got well, MLS, not- NBA, NHL here, MLB. It's tough. It's, it's, it's a tough sell. Right MLSC now. is probably the one pushing for rule changes. They're losing a ton of money here. Oh, yeah. Um, they're, like, they're, they're, it's been known to that. Uh, it's been known around uh, the CFL that they're, the, uh, they, they don't know what to do with the Argos right now. The semifinal, the East semifinal was in Toronto, and it was a home game for Hamilton. Yeah, no, it's, you're right. Um, but yeah, shout out to Chris Kolonkowski, a former teammate of mine on the York Lions. He has now won his second Grey Cup, so hats off to him. He was actually the CFL's Instagram page. He was front and center chugging out of the Grey Cup. Nice. So yeah, hats off to him. He's a, one of the hard, hardest working men I've ever seen. So if you're listening to Chris, hats off to you, men. Congratulations. Now it's time for a week bender, I'm assuming. They're all, <laughs> time to party it up. Um, okay, what else? Oh, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. It's holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is a leader in the men's below-the-waist grooming and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, it's almost 8 million balls. Get 20% off and free shipping using code DOINK. Manscaped's best-selling product is Performance Package 4.0, which is the top of every man's wish list. Inside, you'll find their lawnmower body trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the Performance Package 4.0 to, re- to re- get the Performance Package now to receive their two free gifts of Manscaped boxers and the shed. Travel bag, get 20% off and free shipping using code DOINK, D-O-N-K, DOINK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping using code DOINK at manscaped.com. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Okay. You ready to talk some football? Oh, yeah. So, week was pretty underwhelming until about 6.45, 7 Eastern time. Yeah. <laughs> like, it kind of took off. I think that's where we have to start. The, it was the biggest game of the week, Bills versus Bucks. Um, Bucks win 33-27. Yep. got that one right. Didn't even get in front of me this time. Let's go. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from this game is the Bucks' offense is freaking awesome. This is the best offense in football. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I think there's way more to take away from the other side. You do care. Let's, let's stick with Tampa before we flip to, to Buffalo because I, I, I might disagree with you on this one here. Okay. Um, box offense, I think, is really, really good. They're the best offense in football. They are now first in EPA per play on 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 offense and first in DVOA. So they analytically best offense. You can see it with your eyes. Doesn't need to. You don't need the. Uh, you don't need the stats to kind of tell you it. The stats back up what your eyes are seeing. Tom Brady from behind the line of scrimmage in, to ten yards was twenty six to thirty one for two hundred sixty five yards and a touchdown. Like this is vintage, like vintage Tom Brady. Yeah. Like this is like, is he playing the best football of his career right now? Yes. Like, you can make the argument he is. I think he is, and I think he's the front runner for MVP. Yeah, you should. That that game put him in the front of runner of MVP for sure. I think so, and nobody else is kind of established. We still have nobody's taken a stranglehold on that MVP no. race yet, but I think it's Tom Brady's to lose going forward. He's got this team in the driver's seat in the NFC. They're going to win the NFC South. They should be clocking that up next week. And that would mean they're guaranteed. I think it's just a Saints loss, right? Like if the Saints lost, they would have clinched yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So that's coming. 
any time now. This offense, once since Gronk came back, this offense has just been so dynamic. He seemed to be that key piece. Yep. And they're gonna get Antonio Brown I know. back. It's, I I was I, that's like something I want to talk about. Like I thought Antonio Brown was a bigger loss to this offense than Gronk. Like at the start when they were both injured, it was like, oh, he's missing Antonio Brown. He's throwing to Tyler Johnson. He's throwing to. Who else they got? They just signed for Sean Perriman. He had the big touchdown. Yeah. So, like, it's not like he's a nobody, but that was his first target of the game. It, it's like once Gronk got inserted, it's almost like people forgot Antonio Brown was out. Yeah. Like, he was, he's the more important piece than Antonio Brown is. Yeah. And Leonard Fournette, we've brought just it up before. resurrected his career, man. Resurrected. <laughs> he, he went from first round bust to stud. Yeah, like, he's been awesome this year. Turns like, out, yeah. turns out, getting away from Jacksonville yeah. is uh, highly recommended. I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on Urban and that oh, yeah, side oh, yeah. show we gotta, later. We gotta talk about that later. He only averaged three point eight yards a carry last year for the Bucks. Like he was kind of underwhelming. He had the big playoff performance, right? He had that big run in the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. he kind of came along down the stretch. But like from beginning to from week one to now, he's been really, really good, and he's been healthy too. He hasn't missed any games. Like he's on the field. He, he's now in his fifth year. Like he is, he's. They barely brought him back too. Like this was like a fringe mm-hmm. comeback to us. We just won the Super Bowl signing, and he's been great. Uh, anything else on the Bucks? I think their defense, if their defense can kind of pick it up and get some health back, like Richard Sherman. I think that was his first game back, right? Oh, gosh. J- Jamel Dean um, was coming back from a concussion. If he can kind of get going, um, is Murphy Bunting already back? I feel like I'm. It, I think he's playing. He's yeah. playing. Um, there's one other corner I'm missing here. That left early, right? I don't know if I am or not. I could be, uh, could be making that up. But anyways, they're banged up on defense. Like, like she Vita Vea wasn't fully healthy in this game. Jason Pierre Paul's been battling some injuries. Like, if they can get some health going here, they were the healthiest team in the NFL last year by and a lot. by a, by a wide margin. So now you kind of saw the cracks in that foundation at the beginning of the year. Now that they're getting back healthy, like mm. this this team, I think them. Which is why the buy is going to be so important. For any team, obviously, the bye in the playoffs is so important. But if yeah. Tampa gets that number one seed, the bye, and home field throughout, oh, that's a tough ask to say you're going to go into Tampa Brady and beat Tom. Yeah. It's a real tough ask. But Cardinals kind of kind of have the driver's seat right yep. now. It's a big – like, this is a big game tonight. We're recording on Monday, around 6 Eastern time. So, just for, just for wondering. So, like, the Cardinals play tonight. And they're probably thinking after that loss, like, like fuck, we gotta, we gotta win. We're after the Bucks win, sorry, we gotta win tonight. Like, yeah. the Bucks are up our ass right now. Um, okay, I think that's it on Tampa. Now Buffalo. I, am I crazy for thinking that this isn't the biggest deal? Like, I thought they played pretty well. Well, you and I were texting in the first it, half, and the it, word we were using was broken. Yeah, so I think. And then, yeah, Josh Allen decided to go MVP mode. Yeah, he played awesome in the second half. That was the best. That was the best game of a season so far. Fourth player in NFL history to have 300 passing yards and 100 rushing yards in a game. The offense and Brian Dable did what we were screaming for: stop giving Devin Singletary the <laughs> ball. And look what happened. Yeah, like, and he, Devin Singletary, when he did get the ball in key situations, he was okay. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like when they used him like in like a like rotational role, he was fine. When he's not the lead back, he's okay. Yeah. They did not have a single handoff to a running back in the first half. Good. I loved it. Yeah, I know. Same. I loved it, and I love that they stuck with it in the second yeah. half, even though it wasn't working in the first half. Yes. However, Josh Allen is a little banged up. Yeah. He did have eleven care. Sorry, twelve carries. What was in this his game. ankle? Right. He he bummed his ankle. I yeah. think he'll be okay. Uh, I know, but I'm just saying that's 
kind of... It's a risk reward you're getting. why we haven't seen him run the ball Correct. 12 times a game yet. Yep. But we saw what their offense can look like when Josh Allen is used as a runner. It's as good as any offense in the league. And, I mean, we're, we love this guy, Gabe Davis. Their playmakers are at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Josh Allen threw the ball 54 times in this game. Do it again. Do it again. Who do you think led the NFL in week 14 in a rush per EPA? EPA per play per rush. Gonna guess Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills led the week 14 in EPA per rush this week. And why is that? Because Josh Allen was the lead back. And we and you have been banging their drum all, like for the past, like since their offense started struggling, we started seeing struggles um, in their offense about what, Mm. six, seven weeks ago. We've been saying this and it came to fruition. I I just think that the Bucks are a, a really really good team. They got off the defense did not help them out early. And that like that sometimes can happen in football games. You get like if this game was 4 minutes longer well, they, they also the refs did screw them too. Yeah, so yeah. that's something we should talk about as well. The refs did screw them. That Chris Godwin got yanked, or not Chris Godwin, sorry. Stephon, um, Diggs. Stephon Diggs got yanked down in the corner of that, in the front pylon of that end zone. That's pass interference. The ball goes to the one yard line. There's probably a 95% chance that they get it in there, probably more than that. From the one yard line, you're first and goal from the one, and all you gotta do is punch it in and the game's I over. I think they were out of timeouts, though. I would say it was okay. about an I'd give them like an 80% okay. chance. So like, that game. It, like yeah. that's something that's not been factored in. I just think the defense did not help them out early. That you could see they're all you could see the gears start turning in the offensive heads. Like, we gotta get points up now. And when they kind of just took a deep breath and said, Look, we can put up points fast. Like there was a stretch, they put up 14 points in like a six-minute time span. Mm. Like they 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 that's offense can do that. So the record of seven and six right now. I think CBS or not CBS. I don't know which uh, whoever we were watching the game on. They put up on the on the TV. It was like sixty six percent chance they're gonna make the playoffs. So yeah. it's like so, I still think they're a really good team. I just don't think they're as good as last year. I don't think they ever were as good as last year. Yeah. So that that's something. I, that, I'm. I'll bring it up again. I brought it up a lot last week. Uh, I still think the Tredavious White injury is gonna be too much for them to overcome. And it's because if you look at their defense, they have a lot of good players, but they're missing that like one blue chip stud. And that was White. All pro caliber type player. That was him. And if you remember early in the year when this defense was absolutely balling, that was when they were they were able to manufacture pressure because they don't really have like a stud pass rusher, right? They kind of they get pressure as a unit. Leslie Fraser is a it's a lot easier to send five or more guys when you have Trey White behind yep. you. So I'm worried about this D-line if they're going to have to start sending more bodies to get pressure, and that's always risky. Yep. So we'll see how this defense goes going forward, but I, I'm really concerned. The, the first half did show like the issues. Like The Bucks had 303 yards of offense in the first half. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. I, I just think the expectations should be lowered on Buffalo right now. They're not going to be the 13-3 team they were last year. They're just not – it's not It's not there this year. I think they could be a, 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 a wild card team you do not want to play. Yeah. Like, so – and yeah. that's probably what's going to happen. Well, hey, the AMC is wide open. Yeah, exactly. They're, like – And we'll, we'll talk about the end. I, I think there's a team that's like, – I will say that. I think the Kansas City Chiefs have snuck into the best <laughs> team in the AMC after all the bashing them over the last few weeks. Um, anything else on Buffalo? The offensive line struggled. 34 pressures allowed. In this game, what? thirty-four pressures allowed by the Bills offensive line. And Holy. if you think about it, remember all the passing plays. Allen's get like it makes sense. Like I couldn't believe that line yeah. when I looked up today. But in pass protection, they were bad, and that's something that's been kind of tail. It's been kind of something that hasn't been talked about a lot. It's been an issue in Buffalo. So 
Um, okay, is that it in that game? Uh, what else? Do I have anything else? That's it. Use Josh Allen more. That's a note I have in the run game, <laughs> which yeah. I did. Um, yeah, okay. That's that. Uh, Cowboys football team, I think, was probably the second most important game of this week. Uh, Dallas Cowboys win. He did well, didn't make it close with with, uh, with Allen at the end. Uh, this Cowboys defense is pretty fucking good. <laughs> They're very damn good. Yeah. Micah Parsons has 28 pressures since week 11. Yeah. So he, he has 28 pressures in the last four games. He has, I think, nine sacks in the last six games or something <sighs> like that. He is like, I think he's, I heard a stat say he's 14th in pressures. And he's like attacked the quarterback 60% less time than the other like 13 guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's not even going at the quarterback very often. And when he does, he gets there. He yeah. he put himself into the defensive player of the year conversation. And I think not, it's not a top three. Like you can make the argument. Maybe like, I would believe if you want to give me an argument, he's defensive player of the year right now. I will listen to it. I will listen yeah. to it very closely. Yeah. He's been the game changer on this unit. Yeah. However, and also credit to Dan Quinn. Yes. If you remember, first preseason game of the year, there was a clip went viral of first getting lost in coverage. Yeah, he no I do remember that. Yeah. He had no idea what he was doing. Dan Quinn, what's a sign of good coaching? Put your players in positions to have success. He noticed what is Parsons good at. Let's use him as that. He's not, he's not your Fred Warner cover the best tight ends in the league type linebacker. They're using him as this pass rusher this blitzer and it's working so so well so i have hats off to dan quinn he deserves a bunch of credit for this dallas cowboys defense is now fourth in epa per play and fourth in dvoa they are top five defense no matter how you look at it they have like three or four like really like i guess i'm trying to think in my head you got demarcus lawrence michael parsons and randy gregory like those are three what top 15 pass rushers in the nfl right now top 20 i'm trying to like top i'd say top 20 minimum like Randy Gregory, that play he made where he tips the ball to himself, like that's a freak yeah. athletic play. Yeah, he's uh he he was somebody that I kind of had doubts about going into the year. He's yeah. proved me wrong. Yeah. He's he's emerged as a Pro Bowl level player this year. If you can just like throw those three guys at a quarterback in different ways, you're gonna drive quarterbacks nuts all year. This is this defense has kind of taken over the the limelight of this team. Uh, offense now I want to talk about. Are you any worry about this offense here? I am a little bit worried about this offense. I I had this as get right game for the Cowboys offense. They didn't really... They started hot, but it was kind of... I thought that was more about the defense mm-hmm. than their offense. Their offense never really got in rhythm. You know what I mean? Uh, Dak... Two interceptions, one touchdown. And that one two that he threw to Landon Collins was ugly. Like it was it was a sale job. Yeah. Twenty-two of thirty-nine for Dak. I mean, that's not that's not very Dak like. Zeke was under four yards a carry in this one. He was his bottled. running stats are so so ugly lately. Like they're just giving it to him up the middle. That's it. They're just yeah. they're not doing anything like spectacular with him. Dak Prescott, since week nine is 28th in EPA per play at a 38 quarterbacks eligible at 70 pass attempts. Like, guys like Tyler Huntley are ahead of him. Like, Matt Ryan, Trevor Simeon. Like, I know it's not the end-all, be-all stat, but this is, like, this kind of shows, like, he is, he's not, like, what he was in the first, like, they came up popping this year. And I know there's been some injuries as well. There's been some injury issues on the wide receiver room and uh, the offensive lines has some uh, little injuries, but they're healthy now. Like, this, they, they, that, 
yesterday was a game that you, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're looking at Dak. You'd be like, okay, let's see it. Let's see that kind of MVP level play that you've been uh, that that you've been showing. Like I proclaimed him as the MVP of the league in like week seven, like before yeah. he got hurt. Like I yeah. thought he was playing that good. So I, I think this could be an issue. I think it's also health. Like I don't think his calf is 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 healthy. Like I don't think he's one hundred percent. I don't either. Yeah. And I guess another thing I. I really noticed the loss of Tony Pollard. Like yeah. before the year, would you have would you have said Tony Pollard should affect a spread? Yeah. But he might actually be worth a point or a half point on the spread. So the why it's funny speaking of spread. Washington misses that extra point. It spread was six yeah. and a half. <laughs> Gotta love it. My that's my dad was more pissed off about that than Washington actually losing. Yeah, my dad took every underdog yesterday. And it was a His favorites one eleven to one against spread. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, dad, if you listen to this one, but uh. That was favorites week. All right, anything else on that one? Um, Washington, I don't really know what to make of them right now. They've, they've really banged up. The Logan Thomas injury, I think, is bigger than people expected. Uh, they've had some offensive line issues. Now they have COVID issues. John Allen, the COVID list. Uh, let's see if Heineke's ankle's okay. It looks like he's going to play. But this is this is a team that was hot in the last four weeks, and now who knows? McLaurin going out yeah, really yep. handcuffed this offense. They yep. really struggled to move the ball after years. But like we just said, this Cowboys defense is legit. Washington's offense has kind of been a unit that when they've stepped up in class this year, they've struggled against good defenses, but they've had success against weaker defenses. So Heineke's got to be better. He yeah. really struggled, but I think the offense had like what fifty yards in the first half or something yeah. like that. They couldn't move. The I ball. mean, Washington's six and seven. That's kind of what this team is, yep, right? Good point. They're they're a mediocre football team, and without. Chase Young and Montez Sweat, you can really – this defense misses those guys badly. They hop on a two-hour bus ride over to Philly this weekend. Big, 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 big game. Six and seven has them in the wild card spot, though, yeah, doesn't it? There's five teams right now at six and seven all looking for that seven seed. Oh, so, geez. yeah, I wanted to bring that up at the end. Um, okay. Uh, I know it's a disaster at the, end, the bottom of the NFC. Okay, 49ers Bengals. I thought this game turned into something worth watching. It was a little bit of a, a mess to begin with. Joe Burrow is becoming one of my favorite players to watch in the same, league. He's so same. so good. He he's got that moxie. You know what I mean? He's got that fearlessness. When he yeah. they got the ball two and a half minutes left on their own ten, needing a touchdown, and he just marched right down the field. It was impressive to watch. For especially when you consider he's a second-year guy who suffered a devastating injury yeah. in his rookie year. Forgot about that, too. For him to come back and be looking like this, like, Cincinnati, no matter what happens at the end of this year, you guys should be very confident in your future as long as you have Joe Burrow I think they're a threat this year. Like, I, I don't – I think they're a good football team. I, Trey Hendrickson looks like he's going to be okay. That looked like a big loss. It just back spasm. So, he's going to be – he's going to be – looks like he's going to be a part of the rotation going forward. T. Higgins is taking off. He looks like a stud receiver. My God, another guy the Eagles passed on for Rager. Um, like, I, the way the NFC's picked, like, shaping up, and the, a, like, the AFC North, let's have that conversation right now. AFC North, I know Ravens is next, but the Bengals, uh, Ravens are going downhill right now. They're, they've got a ton of injuries. Bengals look like the best team in this division right now. The 49ers are good. Like, coming back and, and making that a game, I think was kind of a testament to th this team's got something here. If Burrow can play like this, and I don't know, I I, I kind of my 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 uh, my whole Bengals take flipped in, in 24 hours yeah. watching them yesterday because I thought they were fun to watch. No, I I like everything I'm seeing from this <coughs> Bengals team, but I think that 
that should mean we should give more credit to San Francisco. Like, yeah, they, that's where we're going next year. They played a really good game as well. I thought Jimmy G's quietly been pretty good, but to stay on the Bengals, that AFC North is muddy. Gun to my head, if I had to pick a winner of that division, I think I'm still taking the Browns. Still, oh, no, I don't think so. I didn't see much from Cleveland yesterday. No. Like I think they have the best player. Miles Garrett is he can wreck games. That play he made was insane. Where he strip sacked the guy, then taking it back for a touchdown. Like he's one of four guys in the league that can do something like that. I didn't see a lot from the Browns yesterday. I was disappointed in both those teams. Like they like they let the Ravens back in that game. Yeah. And I know they disappointed you. Yeah. Um but I just uh, Warner had money on the Browns just for FYI. Just so you know what we're following here. I don't know. I uh, I think the Bengals showed the most out of all the a- AFC North teams. Um, but let's touch on it in a sec because we're going to talk Ravens Browns. Let's go with the Four Niners here. I uh, I was wrong about this team about six weeks ago. Since I was carving them about yeah. just over a month ago, the Four Niners have now won four of their last five games. Jimmy Garoppolo during that stretch is third in EPA per play. The offense is now fourth in offensive DVOA. When they're healthy, this is a unit. I was just <laughs> going to say, George Kittle is a monster. One of the best players in the league right now. I was just going to say yeah. that. Like, he, not a, I think it's clear now because Kelsey's having a little bit of a down year. He's the best tight end in the league. But yeah, he should be start getting more respect as the best football player it's, on that list. Like, he's got to be in the top 10 of non quarterbacks yes. in terms of value. Like, 100%. He, he does so much for this team. And, like, how athletic he is. He makes unbelievable catches and then just blows up a guy on the run game as a blocker. Like, he's so dynamic. I love watching him. Yeah. You can tell he likes blocking. Yeah, like, he enjoys blocking. He's such a big aspect of that run game. And then he'll go run a 20-yard route, make yeah. a diving catch for a touchdown. Like, how athletic that play was to get in the end zone. Um Late in that game, I thought it was so uh, – or no, sorry, that was Ayuk who made the really, really athletic play to get yeah. in the end zone. Kittle made an outstanding catch at the end of regulation. Robbie Gold hits a 45-yard field goal. We're talking about that play by Kittle as like a yeah. season-swinging type catch. But, yeah, George Kittle being healthy has this San Francisco team as a threat in the NFC. Just in the last three games, he's played 93% of the snaps – 93% of the snaps, and then 96% of the snaps. He's always on the field. Just the last two games, he has 27 targets for 232 yards, three touchdowns. Like, he's been a mammoth for this offense. Mm-hmm. The 49ers are an interesting team coming up here. They've got a, they've kind of got a stranglehold on that sixth seed in the, in the wild card. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to catch the Rams. Well, maybe. If the Rams lose tonight, then it kind of opens the door. But it looks like the 49ers are going to be the sixth seed in the NFC. I wouldn't want to play this team. Like, no. this, if they're healthy, this run offense, like Debo Samuel is not like one of the – they have – you can argue George Kittle and Debo Samuel are two of the top ten offensive players in the NFL right now. Not quarterbacks. They're so dynamic. Yeah. And they use them so well. Yeah, like, Kyle Shade had heard all the criticism from earlier this year. Yeah. No, this, this team is definitely a threat. Defense is still a little banged up. I'm still a little, little bit concerned about their defense. But if their run game can get going like this, it's just going to complement that defense. Early in the year when their run game wasn't working and they weren't possessing the ball for very long, it led to their defense being on the field a ton mm-hmm. and it really wore them down. Now that this offense is starting to pick up the slack, possess the ball for long, long times on these drives, it's really helping their defense. And like Joey Bose is a game changer. Like, yeah, he, if he can, he's a guy that can kind of completely change the direction of a game. I, I, I think this team's a threat. I don't know how how 
far they'll get in the NFC, but I think they could definitely win a playoff game at this rate. And I know the top of the NFC is very, it's very good. So we'll see how things play out. But uh, okay, uh, Ravens conversation. I, I'm I'm officially worried about my Super Bowl pick here. I, uh, I they've officially I, got the most injured team in yeah. the league tag, and like it's on lock. Like yeah. nobody's and taking it. Key key positions like your your number one corner is down, your number one left tackle is down. Like those number, two, their three corners yeah. are down. Jimmy Smith missed yeah. this game. Too. I think he was a healthy scratch though today. Oh, I was th- he? yeah, I think he was. I think let me double check that. But like they're um, they're in trouble here. I don't know if they're gonna be able to bounce back from this. Um, yeah, like Humphrey and Humphrey and Peters are two of the best coverage corners in the league, and they're so key to Morningweg's style of defense, the heavy blitz. You need guys who can just play man coverage, and they so they built their defense yeah. properly. They grabbed some good man cover guys, but to lose two of them for the year, that's that's so tough to overcome. Derek Wolf and Clayus Campbell were down on the inside. So Jimmy Jimmy Smith had a baby. So that's why it was not. Oh, okay. yeah, it seems not healthy. Scott, both was a little wrong, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, they almost came back. But yeah, uh, Huntley, yeah. good for Huntley. Yeah, he and, played well, a really good game. Hasn't been talked about like Lamar Jackson's not playing well. I know he's not, and uh, this has been his probably his worst season as a starting quarterback. Like I'm, I don't see how this team bounces back from this. Like unless Lamar Jackson finds his form and becomes a top five quarterback, which again, who he's talented enough, but I don't know. I just. I think this there's better teams in the AFC right now. Like I think if the Bengals and Ravens met on a neutral field right now, I would take the Bengals on the money line. So would I. Yeah, so even with I. a healthy Lamar Jackson. So yeah, yeah. no, we're assuming Lamar is going to be back yeah. and playing next week. But so they have a they have a game up now. Like they're eight and four. You got the Browns and the Bengals at seven and six right there. Mm-hmm. So like there's a scenario here where the Ravens go one and three down the stretch or something like that, and they don't make the playoffs after all this. Well. I'm going to, with how banged up they are, um, specifically in the secondary now. I'm chalking up a loss next week versus the Packers. Yeah, that's a guy. Aaron Rodgers has got to be licking his lips. Look at their schedule. You play the Packers, then the Bengals, then the Rams, and then the Steelers to finish it off. There's like a, I can, there's a, a world where this is an 0-4 team going down the last four games. Yeah, and it might be this world. So I, uh, I, wow. I, I've lost confidence. In this team, and uh, it's like I that were my AFC Super Bowl prediction. I just I don't see it right now. I I, I think this it, they, every they year bad. there's that one team that just the injuries pile up. And yeah. when they're brought to you by Coolbet, Coolbet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. Coolbet also provides the best odds in Canada with world class customer service. For first time users, use deposit code DOINK for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with Coolbet. That's code DOINK, and Coolbet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at Coolbet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Coolbet Canada. Coolbet, stay cool, bet responsibly. Alrighty, that was our breakdowns of the big four games. We're not going to touch on every game this week. There's a lot of more other blowouts. Save that for Wednesday. I have some stuff I want to talk about on Wednesday with some bad teams here. Okay. We're going to talk to one team. We're going to talk yeah, about we one. Yeah, we got to bring... I hate how much we talk about this guy, but we have to. Like He's such a polarizing figure... Such a negative story, though. Like, everything that you hear that comes out of Jacksonville just makes me wonder, like, how much longer can this go on? This suck. This this report, like, the one that Tom Pelissero put on NFL.com. Like, the ripping your own staff. Like, I'm sure if you haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, please go just Google Urban Meyer's name on NFL.com. Read the report that Tom Pelissero put out. 
Like he, like ripping your own staff, like saying your res, like defend your resume. I'm a winner. You're a loser. Like if that actually occurred, he needs to be fired. It's six twenty-seven yes. p.m. on Eastern time right now. He needs to be fired in three minutes. He needed to be fired yesterday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hate the, everything about that. Like him saying, him ripping his guys. Show me your resumes. But you hired exactly. these guys. I don't get it. You you put this staff together. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. He is so far gone. Such a loser. Such an idiot. And I do you think that's the main factor to Trevor Lawrence kind of stinking the bed? Because it's a huge issue. It's a huge it's factor. Something. But something's also got to be said about Trevor Lawrence here because three of his four interceptions yesterday were thrown with a clean pocket. That's true. And over, I believe, it was something like over seven seconds of throw time. Yeah. The Titans that can't happen. The Titans didn't play very well yesterday. No. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor so, Lawrence looked yeah. bad. Yeah, he did. And, like, I'm, he obviously deserves some blame here. But they're going to ruin him. Like, he, he can't – I don't get why he's still employed. I, he should have been fired the second that he walked over to Mike Vrabel – Shook this guy's hand, like looked like he had no thoughts in those behind that brain. He, Mike Vrabel and him coach together; they are friends. Yeah. This isn't a random guy. Like Mike Vrabel and him are good buddies, and he shook his hand like he didn't give a flying f where he was. Who was he shaking be, hand? Like, like Vrabel was under him at Ohio State, yeah. and now Vrabel's coaching a playoff team in the it, NFL. Like, why wouldn't you like have some class? He didn't even look at him in the face. I know. He, like, he literally looked dead. Like, he looked, he looked, he looked like, dead. He looked like somebody that doesn't care about anyone else other than himself. Yeah. Like, he has no care for any other individual. Yeah. And... Just an asshole. Him, like... Him expecting to come into the NFL and just, like, win, like, right away is such a joke. Like, there are members on that staff who have Super Bowls, I too. Know. So, for him to be... Bringing up people's resumes like your college resume means squat in the NFL. You're not recruiting guys. You gotta you gotta win these people over. Yeah, like, you know you're not. This isn't a d- dictatorship. This this is, kills me. Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer was asked about Andre Cisco playing uh, playing more. He said Cisco was playing a little bit more. I believe I don't have his numbers in front of me. Andre Cisco played zero defensive snaps yesterday. So the reporters are just like now throwing worms in the lake and yeah. trying to just reel in like bad comments about him. It's this is yeah, it's working. Like they should keep doing that. He's he's a dump. That organization's a dump. Shot Khan uh, needs to fire him ASAP. Get the stink. Like you got to start from scratch now. Like it's, it's you're gonna if the more you let this go on, the worse it's gonna get. I can't remember a coaching hire where I'd go about ninety five percent of people, me and you included, our friends, family, all knew this was gonna be a disaster. Yeah, like I no, there was. I don't think I can't think of one person that thought this was a good idea. Same. Yeah. I can't think of a single person. I was like, oh, I, hey, yeah, this I could can work. See that? Yeah. <laughs> he's running his offense that he's running is tailored for college. He's not. He's it's too simple. He yeah. has no creativity in it whatsoever. None. The Jaguars this season. Have gone twelve and one in team total unders this year. <laughs> so great stat. Vegas great has stat. them. Vegas has them as a bad team. It's not like their t- team total unders are very high, and they're even doing worse <laughs> than what Vegas thinks oh, they are as an God, offense. That's great. They've been shut out something like four times this year. They've scored less than ten points in over half their games. Like this is ugly. <laughs> he benched James Robinson, a leader in that dressing room. You can't bench a guy like James Robinson. He had six carries for four yards yesterday. James Robinson is probably should be the focal point of that offense. Agreed. Why is he getting benched? 
Like Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence came out of press conference like he should play more. Like it's uh, it's a disaster. That this was like the tipping point. We were we knew this was coming. We were talking about Urban Meyer being a disaster from the get go. We said he should be fired at the end of the season. It should be now. Like enough's fucking enough. Yeah. Get out of town. Go away. I would have bought him a full plane wherever he wanted in the world. Bought him a ticket. Packing things. I already got. I already got the janitor to pack up his stuff. It's already in the boxes in the office. Just where do you want to go? I'll get on Expedia.com, find a plane ticket, get the hell out of here. That's Seriously. what I would have done. I, I swear to God, he wouldn't have been allowed to say a speech to my team after that game. Like, yeah. I, he wouldn't. I wouldn't have allowed him in the locker room. I would. He yeah. would have got. Here's the hallway. Look at this hallway. It takes it to the exit. Yeah. Fucking no. God, get out of here. The longer he's there, the more harm it's gonna do. Yeah. So get him out of here. He's an embarrassment to the league. Like Jacksonville. This was supposed to be your turning point. You drafted Trevor Lawrence. This was supposed to be the, okay, old Jags were the old Jags. These are the new Jags with Trevor Lawrence. And you decided to make Urban Meyer the face of the new Jags. That's a joke. <laughs> it's None of the moves he did work. Nothing he's done has worked yeah. since he's got there. It's it's so they averaged 10.7 points a game going into yesterday's game in the last five. Now that he's put up a, a zero burger. I don't know what it's like. They probably what average eight points a game over the last six games, something like that. It's embarrassing. And then NFL, where it's not not that crazy to score points anymore. Yeah. Like you should be able to put some oh, getting, more than ten points on the board with Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback. Getting oh shut out is hard. Okay. Um, quick before we go, NFC and AFC playoff standings right now. The Bills hold the last wild card at seven. Colts at six. Chargers at five. Division leaders are New England at one, Tennessee at two, Kansas City at three, Baltimore at four. Uh, I think the I think the Chiefs and the Patriots are probably the best two teams in this conference. I wouldn't be shocked if they meet in the AFC playoff um, at, the, at the AFC championship. The Chiefs are scary, and oh, I we to talk about like yeah. they're getting hot now. Their defense looks good. This is a dangerous team. The offense is just not turning the ball over right now, which is why they've had success. If they can find like that that Chiefs form from last, like it's still not there. Their offense is still their offense didn't play very well yesterday. They didn't really need to, but if they can find that that magic on offense that they've had, yeah, that, this team can it seems can get seems scary. That was an absolute butt whooping. Yeah, the defense for the sixth straight week gives up less than seventeen points. Very impressive. And they've done it versus some quarterbacks. They're not just playing ho-hum nobodies. They're not playing Jacksonville every week. Yep. This defense is officially a problem. They've gone from a laughing stock to a feared unit now, yep. I would say, this defense. It's them and the Patriots, I think, are head over heels better than everybody. And then it's kind of the rest of the pack is pretty muddied, to be honest. Yeah. Like the, the the Titans are a team like they could get they get Derrick Henry back and so Ian Rapport had a report yesterday that he will come back by playoff time so like that's a team if they can get some health uh, health swings their way AJ Brown gets back off IR Derrick Henry comes back yeah like they have their schedule is really easy coming up so if they can like win their last four games they get if they get a buy like this that's a team they're just like watch out for keep them on the back burner but right now I think New England and Kansas City are the uh, top two teams yeah, Chargers Chiefs on Thursday nights gonna be a really good game. A couple other teams that are interesting. Denver seven and six now. They're they're bat like they're right there. That's a team I want to talk about on Wednesday. Cleveland, Cincinnati are also there seven and six. So there, there's a log jam there. And then speaking of log jams, holy Christ, the NFC bottom of the NFC playoff picture. Washington is sitting at seven and six, holding that seven seed. Minnesota Vikings, Philadelphia Eagles, Atlanta Falcons, and New Orleans are all six and seven with them. Five teams battling for one playoff spot of the NFC. It's uh it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. That's tight. Yeah. 
I don't like any of these five teams. No, I think Minnesota's <laughs> probably the best out of them. They have the most high-power offense. I would put Philly, too. Like, I would take Philly in a game over Atlanta, New Orleans, and Washington right now. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Minnesota's probably the best. I think they would have the best chance of winning a game yeah. in the playoffs. Minnesota has the best unit. Their yeah. offense is probably the best unit of all these five teams. Their defense stinks, though, yeah. so... They've That's got, they've got like, Cousins playing well, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. If that yeah. offense is healthy, they yeah. can click. Dalvin Cook's healthy. I, I, again, I, I don't like any of those teams either. I think there's a big drop-off from number six down. Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. I think whoever gets that seven spot, probably looking at a over a touchdown underdog yep. against uh, the number two seed. So it will be interesting to see who gets in, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it'll probably, I guess, yeah, we're in that flex territory. I can't wait to see who that final, or actually, I hope that I think the Sunday, eight, I think the Sunday night game next week is really good. I could, I'm I, talking I, week 18. Oh. I'm hoping week 18 we get a battle of the AFC North flexed. Who, what, who's playing that game? Oh, it's Raven Steelers. Raven Steelers are playing. No, or or Bengals or, Browns. Yeah, <laughs> I think that might be a battle for the who gets the division. Yeah. I don't know. Too early to tell, but I'm looking forward to that flex schedule. All right, let's kick rocks. That's all we got for today. I'll be back tomorrow with Eagles Talk with Deke with Zach Berman of The Athletic. He's coming back again. We're going to be talking some Eagles going forward. Eric and I will be back on Thursday with David Kaplan. He is, David Kaplan is the host of um, From 7 to 10 on NBC at Chicago Radio. Talking, We're going to be talking some Bears, Warnsey, on Wednesday. Buckle up on that one. Looking forward to that. And Weekend Wages, of course, on Friday. And we will talk to you later.